our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we are going to do a quick but important video in the Lori Vallow Daybell case. I'm going to call this part two to my Alex Cox video that I recently did. That was the day that he died, which was December 12, 2000. A supportive work environment can help everyone working in schools stay resilient. Just finding people that can reassure me that I'm doing my best and that there are people out there who understand me and can help me through these situations. You you are not alone. Leaning on each other, uh, colleagues in education is, is essential. You have to. We take care of one another. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. That's cdcfoundation.org slash how right now. And in it, we could hear Joseph Lopez on the phone call and something isn't right on here and I need to bring it to your attention. And the question now is why? But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please be sure to click that subscribe button below and hit that notification bell too, all so you could be notified of my next upcoming videos. There's going to be a lot of them. Please share this video out where you can and give it a like. Now, let's get into it. On December 12, 2019, Alex Cox was now living with his new wife, Zulema Pastenes. And Zulema's son, Joseph Lopez, was also living in the home. And Joseph was home that day that Alex died. Zulema was at work. So while she was at work, there was a bunch of people that contacted Alex that day. Chad Daybell, Melanie Pulowski, Lori Daybell, and Zulema. And you can see that detail in my last video. I will put the link in the description below. Now, that afternoon, something happens and Alex is in the bathroom. Joseph is asked by Zulema to go check on Alex and he goes in and checks on Alex and finds him on the bathroom floor. And he's not breathing right. Zulema tells Joseph to call 911. Now, in the incident report from that day, it states that Alex and Joseph were the only two in the house at this date and time. It also states that Joseph typically wakes up at that 2 to 3 p.m. mark in the afternoon because he stays up late and states that Alex was up at 8 a.m. that morning and Zulema left for work at 8.50 a.m. So Joseph makes the 911 call in the afternoon and I'm going to show you one little snippet where it suggests perhaps that somebody else was there with him. This is before we hear Zulema come in the house and the dogs barking and Joseph then says to her, you know, it's really bad. Have a listen. Okay, is he breathing normally like his chest is rising and falling? He's not making any weird sounds? Yeah, he's uh, making a very exhale sound like... Okay, if he's doing that, we need to start CPR, so I need you to get him flat on his back on the ground. Okay. okay. I don't think I could do that, man. I know this is difficult, but you're only helping him, okay? I know, the paramedics... What is your name? Okay, what's your name? What is your name? My name's Joseph. Joseph? 
Okay, Joseph. The best thing for us to do for him right now is to So if you'll just take I know it's not ideal, but you're doing a really good job by helping him if you can do that, okay? He's not breathing. No, he's too big. Now I'm going to replay this. You can hear him say shh while he was on the call and whisper something else. And you can hear what sounds like, look, see, like really whispered and then shh. What is your name? My name's Joseph. Joseph? Okay, Joseph. The best thing for us to do for him right now is to So if you'll just take Now, in this call, you can hear him quite calm in the beginning, and then when the operator asks him to give CPR, he starts to kind of freak out a little bit, and then when Zulema comes walking in, he sounds more hyped up, and you know, come look, see, it's really bad. Have a listen again. Did she say the mother just got there? Yeah. Come here. Come here. And we're coming on mineral right now. We're almost there. It's really bad. Come up there in the bathroom. We need to get him on his back. Can you put your mom on the phone? She's right here. You're on speaker. Okay, ma'am. The paramedics are pulling up, but in the meantime, we need him to get flat on his back, and we need to give him chest compressions, okay? Chest compressions. But Does she know how to do CPR? Yes. She knows how. Okay. So if Zulema is at work... And Alex is on the floor, passed out, as Joseph describes. Then who's Joseph talking to? And in the call, we hear him say what sounds like, look, see, shh. But then he starts to say something else, and it's redacted. We can't hear what's going on on the call. So my other question is, why would it say in the incident report that Joseph was home alone if he wasn't? Who was there with him? And was it a secret? And if Alex played off like he was feeling fine, which he normally did from the sounds of it, it was typical according to Melanie, she says, and Zulema even said, even though he was acting fine that day, I knew he really wasn't. So if that's the case and he was acting fine, then how did Chad Daybell know that Alex needed a blessing over the phone that day? And how did Lori know to be worried about her brother? Who was there that day? Notable, this was one day after Tammy Daybell was exhumed. And if Zulema had been so concerned, like she did say, in fact, the day before Alex died, she begged him, from what she said, for him to go to the hospital. So if she's so concerned the day before and that morning, why is she asking him to make a holiday basket instead of rest? And why is Alex making a holiday basket? 
That to me is really bizarre. And what kind of holiday basket is this? Does it have to do with the trip to Mexico a few days before where they went for some prescription refills? And we don't know yet about what that prescription is or what those prescriptions were. However, I am wondering if this is related. Who was the holiday basket for? And more importantly, was someone next? Let me know your thoughts below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.